Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Today, I'm your host. Well, I'm your host every day. Today's episode, we're talking about NFTs, cryptocurrency, how it relates to pizzerias and restaurants, and how you can leverage them if you want to inside of your business. We also talk a little bit about what exactly NFTs are, why you should be interested in them, where to do research. Justin, my friend from Cowabunga Pizza up north, is joining me on the show, and we're going to talk about all of that. So listen, even if you're not interested, or maybe you have no idea what an NFT is, or you're not interested in cryptocurrency whatsoever, you know, sometimes with these things that are new and people get excited about, it's good to research a little bit because you never know. What if five or 10 years from now, this is mainstream and everybody's using it? It would be good if you got in early understood the process, understood how to leverage them and use them in your business. So that way, when it does become mainstream, you're good to go. There's no learning curve and you're not behind the learning curve, which is exactly where a lot of businesses were when we shut down in 2020. They were all behind the curve. No online ordering system, no real online presence. And what happened? The world changed and they weren't ready. So it's good to be ahead of it. It's good to do your research. It doesn't take a long time. This podcast, we go a little bit into it and I'll probably be doing some more podcasts in the future based on this topic because I'm interested in it. And I think that it's like, I think that a lot of people, especially the younger generation of folks are going to be using this kind of currency and this type of media moving forward indefinitely in the future. Before we get into today's episode though, uh, the Smart Pizza Marketing Platform marketing platform is open, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. If you need some help with your social media, with creating NFTs, with getting started with crypto, with marketing your business, using the digital presence and the digital platform called the internet, we can help you out with that. Smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. The reason it's forward slash zip is we only work with one business per zip code. We've closed it down for a long time. We are reopening it now getting ready for 2022 because I think there's a lot of cool things happening that we can help you with. So if you're interested, if you have a business, a successful business, and you need some help with your, whether that be one-on-one training for Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, NFTs, or you want somebody to do it for you, go to that website, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. Tell us a little bit about your information. We'll have a phone call, see if it's a good fit for you, see if you're a good fit for us, and then we can move forward and help you in your marketing. Again, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. Also a longtime sponsor of the podcast, Forza Forney rebranded to Fiero Forney and they have an announcement they would love to make right here on the podcast. Take a listen. Team and I have been working on this for many months and we are excited to take the next step. Business is built upon trust. Trust that we have earned by working with you, our clients. We could not have been here today without your support. And we've come this far because of our shared success. We are now proud to announce Fiero. We are now the Fiero Group. Fiero Group consists of Fiero Forni, Fiero Do, and Fiero Casa. Our name has changed because we are more than just an oven company. Each group is its own specific product. This allows us to direct you to exactly what you're looking for. If you're looking for one of our great commercial ovens, you go to Fierro Forni. If you're looking for great mixers, for dough management equipment, Fierro Dough is there for you to help you. And when you're ready to bring that oven finally home, Fierro Casa has got everything you need. 
All right, go check it out. FierroForney.com. Rebranded. Whatever you need. Dough, oven, utensils for your home, wherever you're cooking pizza, wherever you need some assistance, Fierro Forney is there for you. Go check them out over at FierroForney.com. And also the best cheese that I've been using lately, Baccio cheese. All right, let's talk about Baccio cheese for a second. This cheese, I love. They sent me some samples. I checked them out, cooked them with my uni oven, reheated them later. The cheese is, has an amazing flavor. It's got really good melt when you cook it in the oven. When you reheat it, it has a really good flavor profile when you reheat that. And listen, I know what you're saying. Bruce, they're paying you to say that. In all transparency, they are paying me to say that. But the reason they're paying me to say that is because I tried the product and I really enjoy it. The other cool thing about Baccio is they have a rewards program where you can earn cash back for every pound of cheese you use. The cash back is mailed back to you in the form of a Visa card in which you can use however you want. You want to put that money back into your business? Fantastic. You want to give your staff uh, a staff meal from a different restaurant? Great. You can use it for that. You want to take your family out? You can do that as well. The more you buy, the more you earn. And you're going to be selling a lot more pizza because your pizza is going to taste amazing using Baccio cheese. All right, so enough from me. If you are interested in checking out Baccio cheese, you can go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash Baccio, or you can go simply to their own website, Baccio cheese, B-A-C-I-O cheese.com forward slash SPM. And if you really want to check out the product, Head over to my Instagram or Baccio Cheese Instagram because they post a lot of photos, and so do I, using the Baccio Cheese product. Don't wait. Head over there today and get signed up. And let them know you heard about them on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. All right, let's get into today's podcast all about NFTs and cryptocurrency with Justin from Cowabunga Pizza. I think you're going to like this one. Thank you so much for joining me once again. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. I'm excited to talk to you about something that has been on my brain for, I'd say, I don't know, I got into it probably about three to five months ago, really like researching it, but we're going to talk crypto, we're going to talk NFTs, and obviously we're going to talk a little bit pizza. So before we get into that, I don't know, I mean, I know you joined us for the pizza summit and we had you on the podcast, but like just real quick, give everybody like an update of what you do and where you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my name is Justin uh, here. My handle is Pizzatography, representing Cowabunga Pizzeria in Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, me, a couple of buddies started it up uh, last year in October in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, we're doing pretty good now. We have a kind of Neapolitan American style inspired pizza. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, we love pizza. Got my dog in the background here. Uh, and you started during the pandemic, right? Uh, yeah, we did start during the pandemic. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Go, go do what you got to do. That's the thing. That's the, the, uh, the fun part about doing these live shows is you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm here at home right now, so. You got a great background there, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is uh, this is my uh, kitchen right here, so. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about it. So NFTs, uh, crypto, you know, I put something out there in uh, you and I message each other back and forth. I was curious about anybody who's using crypto or into it or who have purchased NFTs. When did you start hearing about crypto and NFTs? How long have you been in kind of it on your radar for so i've heard about cryptocurrency uh i remember getting facebook ads about ethereum back in 2017 wow. uh saying that this could be the next big thing ethereum was like five ten dollars at the time uh and i i didn't really look too too much into it up until the point where i saw somebody on my facebook talking about cryptocurrency and the actual use cases that it does have in the world 
And at that point, I reached out to the person. I asked them for a consultation on, you know, what cryptocurrency is, what the craze is all about and whatnot. Uh, and that's when I really got into it. Uh, so late 2017, early 2018, uh, kind of the first bull run uh, that they had in cryptocurrency, uh, I was definitely glad to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, I've been so I'm late to the game because I just I mean, I heard about it a year or two ago and I've heard of Bitcoin for a while, but I never really I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to say I never really took it seriously or I never really thought of its use case for restaurants and pizzerias but in the last i'd say this year is when like nfts and like you said ethereum and the way that you can use ethereum and how it works and how it connects to kind of smart contracts and nfts it's been a it's been something i've been thinking about of like how restaurants and pizzerias can leverage that as a way to take payment and maybe sell rewards programs or do events or do pop-ups or something like that in their business that can benefit them and like take out all the middlemen Absolutely. Well, you see it right now in El Salvador, actually. Um, they have like 12 McDonald's out there. And El Salvador has been, I believe, the first, if not one of the first countries to actually accept Bitcoin as legal tender. Yeah. So McDonald's has now given people the ability to pay uh, with Bitcoin. They print you out uh, a QR code. And I'm not entirely sure how the process works, but you are able to pay with Bitcoin uh, one thing I'm a little weary of that is the processing time and the fees that it might take yeah. for something Bitcoin to get processed. Uh, it, it's it's really interesting when you get into the cryptocurrency or the blockchain world, uh, more so in specific, to see all the types of applications that you can put underneath this technology. Yeah, I think they just did an update to Bitcoin that makes the processing a little faster, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so uh, they're always working on new protocols, uh, new havings, new, uh, you know, ways to process Bitcoin or Ethereum or these tokens to make it either, you know, faster, more efficient, uh, less, um, what do you call it, less uh, straining on the environment. Because yeah. uh, it does take a lot of electricity to uh, produce a lot of these tokens. Yeah, mining Bitcoin and mining for anybody who's not out there is you're not like going to a mine physically. It's like you search the, uh, the internet and you do these mathematic equations and by solving these mathematic equations, you get Bitcoin in return. But it takes a lot of computer processing power and electricity in order for you to be able to mine those and do those equations. So that's why when someone says Bitcoin is not necessarily great for the environment, it's because it does take a lot of electricity resources in order to have a computer that's strong enough and fast enough to do the mathematics to mine those Bitcoins. Absolutely. I mean, the argument as well is uh, to that is how much... Uh, power does it take to create paper uh, currencies and whatnot, right? Um, yeah. So I think we fully know in the long run uh, what will be the best for the environment at this point. Uh, but, you know, the whole cryptocurrency uh, landscape is definitely, I think, here to stay. And then you know what the difference is? And I talked about this on a podcast with Dennis Lee from Sunset Squares, who I think you and I kind of messaged a little bit about. He's in San Francisco. He, yeah, was he, at their he takes a little bit of uh, crypto. He does accept it. He doesn't say in, in, you know, he's in the environment in San Francisco uh -huh. where it's a little bit more tech advanced than rest of the country because they're used to the technology and like it's Silicon Valley. That's where everybody in technology is based out of. So they're a little ahead of the curve when it comes to that. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I forget what I was going to say. 
We talked, so we talked about Dennis Lee, and I totally forgot what I was going to say, what my point so you're was. You're telling me that they dropped NFTs. Oh, yeah. Well, he does a gallery. So he has he doesn't necessarily do NFTs as the pizzeria. He has artists come in and has, like, an art gallery, and you can purchase NFTs in the art gallery. So it's almost like a pop-up event that he does. And what yeah. happens is, obviously, if you have an NFT event, right, it's going to bring in people who are crypto savvy. And they're probably going to pay with Bitcoin. My, oh, here's my point. My point was, if you look at cryptocurrency, I I think, and like this is not financial advice, so take it or leave it. I am a moron with a microphone. Do not take any advice from me. I think crypto is always going to increase in value, right? Because there's, especially like something like Bitcoin, where there's all a limited supply. So if you accept cryptocurrency as a form of payment, yes, it may be a little harder for you to use to to buy products, but that's like an investment that you're having that it, over the course of time is going to increase in value, whereas the dollar doesn't. Look at what's happening right now with all the price inflation. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, the problem with Bitcoin is, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't have any real intrinsic value right now. Right. Uh, it's still a lot of hype. It's still a lot of speculation. But the adoption of it uh, is, is going up every day. Um, you know, the Staples Center has just been renamed to the crypto.com i saw that you know that like it's it's getting very big and i think it's it's up to the people uh to adopt it so justin's referring to the staples center which is los angeles where the los angeles lakers play was called the staples center and they just went into an agreement with crypto.com for the naming rights and i think it was something like 700 million dollars for a 20-year naming rights so they're going to name it crypto crypto.com center and crypto.com paid 700 million dollars to be able to use their name as the naming rights for the new state well not new but the staple center which was where is where the lakers play so right now we're talking with justin from Kawabunga pizza and and he is just uh pizzatography which is scrolling on the bottom of the screen right now. We're talking a little bit of crypto. We're talking Bitcoin, Ethereum, NFTs. Uh, I actually did something about NFTs inside of our mastermind group. And I talked about how I think people can use NFTs. And Justin, do you, so can you explain what an NFT is for people? So NFT stands for a non-fungible token. An NFT is essentially an item, a digital item that is created online that has the the source code to it i guess you can say it's a picture you know picture uh, i have this i have this print right here behind me it's a it's a print from van gogh you know but it's not the original it's just uh it's just a print that i framed that i put in my apartment uh to make it look nice uh, but there's no real value here there's only value in the actual frame there's only value in the actual uh ink and the paper and right. whatnot. Um, if this was a real Van Gogh piece, it would have a lot more value towards it. Uh, why is that? Because Van Gogh actually touched it. He actually put his hands on it. He actually created it. Um, now, NFTs are very similar to that. And a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around NFTs because essentially it's just an image that you can screenshot, uh, but these images are selling for lots of money. Right, like CryptoPunks, Board Ape Yacht Club is uh, popular yep. NFTs that are selling for yeah. I think CryptoPunks there's some that sell for five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars, or even millions of dollars. 
Yeah, absolutely. And people will ask all the time, well, why, why would somebody pay a million dollars, you know, for a photo that I can just screenshot and put on my profile fo- uh, picture if I want? Yeah. Or like I said, well, why would somebody pay, uh, you know, a million dollars for this picture right here when I can just print it out, you know, frame it and put it on my wall? Right. What's the difference? I mean, there is no, I mean, the only difference is it's digital and people can see it online. And I think the dig- the difference is it's harder to tell if that photo that you have on your wall is the real thing or not, right? Like there has to be some sort of certificate of authenticity that makes it say this yeah. is the real one. You need a, human. You need a professional uh, to be able to look at the photo to be able to tell you whether or not this is real. Right. Because with the NFT, you just need to look at the wallet. You just need to look at the contract and you just need to look at the ledger and you'll know. This came from the original. This isn't a fake. It's, you know, the the counterfeit industry is worth hundreds of billions of dollars, whether that's watches, whether that's uh, sneakers, whether that's uh, art. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, the, the biggest benefit with blockchain is how trustless it is. You and I can exchange a good and we can exchange currencies within it and know that we can trust each other. Not because I trust you as a human, but we both trust the system that we're using. Right. If that makes sense. It does. There's a video, and I should link this up. There's a couple of videos that if you're, like, watching this and you're a little bit... Because it's, it's a little overwhelming, and it's a little complicated yeah, to understand yeah. if you're not... If you haven't spent a little bit of time researching it. There's two videos that you should watch if you're interested in cryptocurrency or NFTs, and you're like, all right, I think that... I should listen and do a little bit of research and maybe it'll be good for my business. There's two videos and I'll link them up because I don't know the exact names of them. I'll put them in the comment section if you're watching this on Facebook or on YouTube or the description, wherever you're watching this. One is from Tom Bilyeu, who has uh, Impact Theory podcast, which is on YouTube. And he does a really, really good job of breaking down. It's like a 30 minute video. So you're going to need to spend some time watching it. He does a fantastic job of breaking down cryptocurrency, NFTs, what the use cases are for businesses and why they're the future. Really, really fantastic video. I highly suggest you watch it. I'll link it up in the description. There's another video of where on YouTube of where money comes from and why uh, money, the way we know it with paper and coins that's not associated with gold, how it works, why it's important to know where it comes from and how and why inflation fluctuates so much in the people who are behind it. And when you watch that video, you understand the importance of cryptocurrency because it's not easily manipulated. It's not going to be able to be manipulated like the dollar is where they can be like, all right, you know what? We're going to shut the economy down and we're just going to send everybody money. We're just going to print tons of money. And for a year, we're just going to send people money. Stay home. Here's your thousands or dollars or whatever you got as a from the government. And then the government's just going to print money. What happens now? Gas prices is $4 a gallon. We have a supply shortage. Everything is more money. That's because the people who are behind the dollar just decided that let's just inflate the dollar and send out more money to everybody. Cryptocurrency, you're not allowed to do that. It's like a shorter supply. It's an infinite supply. Um, And those videos are a great way to watch and understand why it's important. And I think that's why uh, businesses should be aware of it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be something that they should get into right now, but definitely have it on your radar. What do you think of that? Yeah, uh, 
It's interesting when businesses are really starting to look at adopting cryptocurrencies, NFTs and things like that. I've thought of releasing, you know, my own NFT, you know, for the pizza industry uh, a lot. But when it comes to NFTs and, you know, these these tickets, I guess you might say, uh, when it comes to business, NFTs really need to have a lot more utility behind them. So right now, people think of NFTs as, oh, it's a... It's a photo of a pixelated icon and it's worth lots of money just because of the the community behind it. They like the art and they actually like the creator behind it. Right. Whereas I think that's going to die out. You know, I think that there's too many people right now taking advantage of this craze and they're, you know, they're they're hiring, um, you know, artists on like Fiverr. You know, they're hiring developers to, you know, create nfts on any of the newest latest crazes whether it's dogs whether it's cats whether it's you know punks whether it's this or that Uh, and a lot of people are making a lot of money off of it but in the future i think you're going to need some real utility behind your nft if your nft is going to be successful what i say by utility for example like if you have a board ape yacht club nft it'll get you invited into certain parties you know, um, in Hollywood or in, you know, wherever. Right. Uh, you might meet Snoop Dogg. You know, you might uh, meet some other high-profile people uh, that might be interested in you because if you have this NFT, you probably know a lot about cryptocurrency and NFTs and the metaverse and whatever is in that, um, you know, scope right there. Uh, so when it comes to me and when i think of you know uh, developing something like an nft for the world to benefit from for the pizza industry to benefit from it's like all right if i drop these nfts if i so when people so when companies drop their nft project what they'll do is they'll create uh 5000 to 10000 unique images and they're all one of ones they're all um, unique to each other, not one image is the same, but some images will be rarer than the others. So take pizza photos, for example. You know, if I were to do an NFT right now, it could be like uh, the pizza slice NFTs or the whole pizza NFTs, where the image that you receive is a slice of a pizza and a topping combination on there. Now, every pizza for the most part is going to have cheese on there. Right. So if you get an NFT and that pizza doesn't have cheese on it, well, that's a really rare pizza now because out of all 10,000 of those NFTs, 9,000 of them had cheese on it, but 10, 1,000 of them didn't have cheese on it. Now you are in a rarer category. It's like Pokemon cards, kind of, but Pokemon cards are all duplicates right. and there are many of them. There's copies of them. You know, um, you'll only get one rare out of each booster pack. You'll get some uncommons, but mostly commons. But with NFTs, there's only 10,000 NFTs, if if that's what your project is doing. Um, and what some people will do is, or what some projects will, what will happen in some projects is the rare NFTs are, are just going to skyrocket in price. But even the uh, common NFTs, they'll have the floor price. And the floor price is what is the bottom price people will pay for the most common NFT that there is. So if I were to drop an NFT, it wouldn't just be based on price because I'm not in, into NFTs for people to just, I don't know, get rich, right. um, flip and whatnot. Uh, I want to get into NFTs where, you know, let's, let's say if you own 
this specific pizza NFT and it, you know, has anchovies on it. You know, that's a rare category of NFTs because only a hundred out of the 10,000 NFTs have anchovies on it. So if you have one of those pizza NFTs, we're going to mail you a gift certificate every month, a unique gift certificate that was drawn by our artist as well. And you can use that gift certificate at Cowabunga or it doesn't even have to be Cowabunga. You know, maybe this collaborates with other pizzas in the industry. You know, maybe this pizzeria wants to, you know, get in on this NFT project now, you know, and we're dropping this. It's a collaboration with XYZ Pizzeria in XYZ City. You know, if if you get the 100 rarest NFTs, we'll give you this. If you get the 50 rarest NFTs, we're going to throw a party in a secret location. And I don't know, somebody crazy is going to be there, you know, and you're going to get to meet all of your, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, you really need utility now uh, when it comes to NFTs. And that's what businesses need to think about when it comes to that. What type of free stuff are you going to give away to your people that have your NFTs? You know, will your NFTs evolve? You know, maybe you, you, uh, you know, you have a party uh, one day, Hey, I'm going to throw a pizza party, you know, uh, to get into the pizza party, you need to buy an NFT. The NFT comes with a ticket, but the NFT is just an image. Now, let's say one year later, I want to do a surprise event. Hey, if you're still holding this NFT, you know, that's the ticket into this party. If you don't have the NFT, that's fine. You just have to pay $500 to get in. Right. I think rewards programs are a great way to use NFT, too. Like, imagine if you could have a, like, you sell. So an NFT, like you said, is an image. You have to mint it on OpenSea or Rarible or one of those websites. Yeah. That's a whole different podcast we're going to do. But let's just say you know how to do that. If you uh-huh. could have an NFT as pizza industry has always been looking for a way to have a reward system. And like with point of sales, you do, right? You buy so many pizzas, you get points, you turn those points in for stuff from your business. The problem mm-hmm. with that is if that person moves, all those points are wasted, right? Like they can't get rid of that rewards program. It's solely based on what they've done at your business. I think NFTs would be cool if you set up a reward system, right? Like if you have, all right, there's not going to be a ton. I'm not going to do 10,000. We're going to do 500. We're going to set yeah. up 500 NFTs. If you purchase this NFT for whatever price you say, every month you get 10% off your bill, right? Now, what happens is, say that person moves in a year. That NFT still has value attached to it. So they may not use it. But then they could sell that to somebody else who is in the area because there's only 500. And then what happens is with these smart contracts, you can put into that contract as the person who sold the NFT originally. Every time that sells in the future, you get 10% of that sale. So if your business is more popular and in more demand in the future and someone bought it for 1,000 today in a year or two years from now, it's worth 2,000 because prices go up. Uh, you get 10% of that 2000 and then if it sells again in two years, you get another 10%. And that's the cool thing about NFTs that business owners can do that you can't do with a point-of-sale reward system. Um, the reward system thing is definitely very interesting. One sec, I'm just trying to set up my camera. That's something I've been thinking about a lot is how to do that for, or if I was a pizzeria, that's what I would start with. Because it's an easy way to start, right? Like, I don't think there's any downside to starting that way and see if there is a, you know, you just got to create 500 images. You got to mint them. Obviously, there's a little bit of a gas fees that comes with minting. Yep. Uh, and, and see if there's a demand there. 
I mean, it, it may be a little bit early for people to purchase those and understand how it works, but that's how I would use it in my pizzeria if I was doing it today right now to start. Mm-hmm. It's so early, honestly. It it's, is. It's so early. The, the number one thing I think of when it comes to this, we could have the greatest ideas. Uh, I talk, you know, with different artists uh, all the time about the adoption of NFTs. But, you know, once we start talking about things like MetaMask and gas fees and OpenSea and minting, uh, it gets to a point where it's very intimidating uh, for the average person uh, to try to get into. So I think to myself all the time, you know, what's uh, what's it going to take for somebody to be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get into this. Like, it's worth it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take that half an hour, that hour to, you know, go through the headache of figuring out uh, how to buy an Ethereum from Coinbase, you know, transferring my Ethereum to MetaMask, then, you know, using my MetaMask to either mint, uh, you know, from the actual website or from OpenSea, and then actually having my NFT on my MetaMask. <laughs> it sounds so much, it sounds like so much work. Yeah, it, it really does. Have um, you created one yet? Like, have you created an NFT from start to finish doing all that process yet? No, I haven't. I mean, I've purchased NFTs myself yeah. uh, personally, uh, but I haven't gotten into any process of creating any. A um, lot of ideas, uh, but I don't know. It's We're still in a, such a space, right? And also at the end of the day, like if Ethereum crashes and I was to drop an NFT right now, a lot of people think that, you know, Bitcoin might have, you know, uh, a bear run, uh, which is when, you know, the 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 price of Bitcoin and all of the other cryptocurrencies start crashing. Uh, and, you know, if you're to drop a NFT project in the peak of a cycle uh, where everybody's, you know, talking about it and the price of everything is at an all time high. But, you know, in two months from now, you drop your, you know, sorry, you drop your NFT project. And in two months from now, the price of everything just just plummets, you know, you also don't want to feel bad. You know, you also don't right. want people, you know, blaming you uh, for, for losing money and whatnot, but you're not a financial advisor. You just dropped an NFT. Well, I think that's too, like with the rewards program that I referred to, I don't know if that price of the NFT will matter as much because you do get something yeah. with it, right? Like you are getting something. And as long as you say you paid a thousand dollars for it and you get yep. 10% off your bill and you go to this pizzeria twice a month and you know, that 10% off equates to, 10 or $20 a month. As long as you hold it for a year or two, you got your money back, regardless of what happens to that price. But gas fees. Oh, yeah, true. That is true. The gas fees are going to cost you what? Like right now, anyways, in as of the November 17th, 11.30 a.m., uh, even if you were to purchase a $10 NFT on the Ethereum network, the gas fees for that is going to be like $150. Yeah, because it's busy right now. Yeah, very busy. Um, so like I said, I mean, I, I think the market needs to cool down uh, from a lot of the fake projects that are going on that don't have any actual value. Yeah, a lot of people are just minting 10,000 photos of JPEGs to get some sort of community going and sell them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think when it cools down a bit and people start adopting it more and the speculation prices kind of uh, wane down, I think that's when it's going to be a really good time to start developing your NFT as a business. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even matter if you're in pizza or if you're in beauty, or if you're in sports or if you're in entertainment or if, you know, whatever it is there, Tory Lanez dropped an NFT and each one of those NFTs came with a copy of his album. He sold a million of those NFTs for $1 each. That's crazy. Yeah. See, like there's so many things that you could do. I'm just thinking about that. Like if someone has 
if someone purchases your rewards NFT, not only do you get rewards, but you could do like, all right, we're going to have a monthly Zoom pizza making class, and we're going to send you a kit that goes with that class. And you only have access to it if you have the NFT. Yeah. So, like, there's so many things that you can do with it. You Like you said, you just have to look at the costs and see, all right, what price do I have to sell it at to make it the costs okay for all those fees and make it worth it for the person who buys it? Yeah, and what do I have to do to educate my customers to, you know, get them to even figure out how what? to get, you know, I've been, you know, I, I, uh, I met with an artist um, uh, early last week and we were talking about like, how do people adopt these things? Maybe it has to be a party. Maybe people need to come to this, you know, pizza party where you learn how to purchase your first NFT. And if you come to this pizza party, yeah. you're going to learn how to buy an NFT, you know, like I said, it might be a bit of a headache for everybody in there for the first 20 minutes to half an hour, but everybody will walk out of there with an NFT. And then maybe, you know, with that NFT, they walk out of with in three months down the line, that same company throws another party only for people that still have that NFT. There, there's ways to go about how people can adopt this. And I think right now it's the most important thing. People need to get over the hurdle of the headache of purchasing an NFT because it yeah. is a headache. When I figured out at first, like I was, you know, almost losing my mind at how many steps it was to just buy a, uh, an image that you can make on paint. <laughs> you know so, what though? I did, I did create NFTs. I have created some, I didn't uh -huh. sell them on the open market. Like I didn't, there's a process you go through and then like you have to hit complete and like publish yeah. it. And then you pay the gas fee and it goes on the open market. I yeah. did everything except hit the button that says publish and it's for sale. So I went through the entire process. The only thing I didn't do was hit the button. And once you understand all those steps, like you said, creating a Coinbase account or whatever account it is, connecting your wallet, uh, and then you know going through uh, the process of uploading your image, you have to create the image or get an image that you do. It could be a video, it could be audio, it could be a regular just still photo. Upload that and then go through the steps. It's not that hard it's it's yeah it's a little confusing if you're starting from zero for sure but if you have knowledge and you've watched some videos on youtube and you understand the terminology like if you don't know what metamask means or what coinbase is or what OpenSea is you're gonna be lost but if i said those three words and you're like i know what all those are you'll in a half an hour you can create an nft and it's it doesn't take a lot to understand Coinbase, MetaMask, and OpenSea. Yeah. At first, it's a very unusual concept because we're so used to just, I'll, I'll send you an e-transfer, I'll Venmo you, I'll PayPal you, I'll Cash App you. Right. And, you know, you just send it to me. Whereas this is like three extra steps to just getting something that you want. It's, uh, I don't even know what the word is. It's, 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 uh, it's not simple. Let enough, me ask you right? this. But it's worth it. Definitely. It's worth it. You should definitely, I'm going to drop some links of some videos you should watch and in your free time. Not you, Justin, because you know, but yeah. like other people who are watching this with us or in the future. Let mm -hmm. me ask you this. Yeah. So when yeah. I first started this podcast in 2014 was my first podcast. If I put 100 pizza operators in a room and said, yeah. how many of you of the 100 listen to podcasts? Probably seven people would have raised their hands. Now it's probably 70 that listen to podcasts and everybody knows what a podcast is. So in, in seven years, it's grown that much. If you put a hundred of your customers in a room today, Justin, yep. how many of them, if you say, Hey, how many of you know what an NFT is? Raise your hand. 
of 100 of your customers currently, how many do you think would raise your hand right now? Of maybe 10. Yeah, so it's still, it's we're early. We're in that beginning it's stages. Yeah. Of, uh, of that 100, yeah. 10 know what it is. How many do you think have purchased one? Maybe three. Yeah, so a tiny amount. That's like a high, that's a high estimation as well, though. Um, I think, I think we're going to, I think in the future, everything, every ticket that you purchase is going to be an NFT. I think when it comes to baseball games, when it comes to, you know, uh, going to the theater, especially, especially when it comes to, uh, like the special games, like if it's like a winter classic or if it's like the, the premiere to the, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming or yeah. something like that, um, where there's big hype behind it. Uh, you can go on eBay right now and you can purchase the ticket stub for the 1992 uh, Blue Jays uh, Major League, you know, uh, game, you know, where they won the championship. And it's probably going to cost you a lot of money to purchase that ticket stub. Right. But there's a lot of history behind it. There's a lot of memory behind it. You know, so if there's if, if a pizzeria a business, you know, especially in this pizza industry were to be the first one in history to drop a project like this. Sec. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like we're early, but sometimes the early people who are the innovators get the most attention with that innovation. Imagine you own like the first Cowabunga Pizzeria NFT. Right. <laughs> um, you know, no, but seriously, like, imagine. Okay. Well, it's gonna be like that guy who sold. Remember, it's gonna it, buying the first NFT today, and hopefully this isn't like the same correlation. But you're gonna remember it like. The first guy who paid ten thousand Bitcoin for two pizzas back in two thousand eleven. Yeah. Like you're gonna be like, oh, the guy the guy paid ten thousand Bitcoin for two pizzas. That ten thousand Bitcoin today is like six hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe a company's gonna one day drop an NFT and you know, the first person that gets this NFT gets a five percent, you know, equity share in this company. I want to partner with somebody. If anybody's out there watching this and they want to create an NFT reward system for their business, email me. I want to work. I want to, I'll do, I'll help you go through the process. I'll help you create them and mint them and sell them because I really want someone to do this, but I think there's like that learning curve there. I don't think anybody's going to do it on their own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's a whole process when it, it's a whole process with the consumer and the business as well. You got to get people in on it and you right. got to get people know that it's worth going through the headache of learning this for it's only like half an hour to an hour yeah. really so intimidating for the average person that has been using you know regular forms of currency their entire life which is pretty much all of us everybody yeah nobody understands like no one's been through this before it's i mean crypto has been out for a while but it's just th mm -hmm. i feel like it's just this year that it's more talked about in the mainstream with everyday yeah. people yeah you know with uh you know especially with things like the metaverse yeah. You know, happening. I think we're going to see a lot more digital innovations popping up because the physical innovations in technology, in my opinion, are coming to a halt. You know, TVs, smartphones, computers, they're, they're not really getting that much better no. uh, than they were five years ago. It's almost like they've hit a roof and now they have to figure out other things to innovate. And this whole virtual augmented reality sphere seems like it's the next place that we're headed to and cryptocurrency seems like it has a uh, a big place in in that future
I'm fascinated by this. Justin, thank you for joining me on the podcast. It was a great conversation. If someone wants to go say hello to you or reach out, or maybe if you do buy, sell an NFT, they can be on the lookout. Where can they go say hello to you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, hit me up uh, at Pizzatography. Um, if you're ever you know, in Canada and Hamilton, uh, check out our pizzeria, Cowabunga Pizzeria, uh, at Cowabunga Pizzeria on Instagram. Excellent. We'll link all that up in the show notes for this episode too. So go to smartpizzamarketing.com. We'll link up your Instagram, your website. Uh, and uh, hopefully if you do launch an NFT in the future, uh -huh. please let me know. Oh, definitely. I want to yeah. see how that works out for you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you are interested in listening to this to create your own NFT, let's talk. I'd love to have you. Maybe we can do a podcast about that with somebody where we walk through the process of actually doing it. So hit me up. Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com is my email, or you can drop a comment wherever you're watching this. Justin, don't hang up, but thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, my man. Cheers, everyone.